Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. I want to remind you that God gave to the Jewish people seven feast days. There's the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, and then 50 days after First Fruits, there was the Feast of Pentecost. Those are the four spring feasts. There are three feasts in the fall, and that would be the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, Jesus Christ did fulfill all four of the spring feast in the proper day sequences when he was here 2,000 years ago. Let me tell you this, he will fulfill all three of the fall feast as well when he comes back. The Feast of God is a Bible study, a five-hour audio series on CD that you need to have a copy of. We would love for you to get your copy of it. Passover and the Signature of God, a trio of Feast, Pentecost for Israel and the Church, the Sound of Trumpets, and Tabernacles in the Last Days. Those are the titles of this five-hour series. And uh, I tell you what, why don't we just listen right now to an introduction to this series, then I will tell you how you can get your copy of the series, The Feast of God. Here is the introduction to this series. Turn to the book of John. You know the book of John? The book of John completely takes us through all of the feast of Israel with Jesus Christ participating. Did you know that? If you've never studied it before, it is a dynamic study. Look at John chapter 2. In the, in the uh, book of John, the gospel of John, we're going to see the participation of Jesus in all the feasts. Not only the seven feasts of Israel, which are significant, but even Hanukkah. Remember John chapter 10? And he went up to Jerusalem at the Feast of Dedication or the Feast of Lights. That was the name for Hanukkah. Celebrating the menorah burning for eight days miraculously in the refurbished temple that the Maccabees had refurbished after defeating Antiochus Epiphanes in 165 B.C. on December the 25th, by the way. <laughs> and there it was, a celebration of Hanukkah, chapter 10 of John. You know what he said in chapter 8, chapter 9, and chapter 11? I am the light of the world. But now, here in chapter 2, and in chapter 6, and in chapter 19, I want to show you the three Passovers that Jesus Christ participated in in his last three years of ministry. John chapter 2, you got the picture. John chapter 1, Jesus Christ is walking down near Jericho out of the Jordan River in the wilderness where John the Baptist had been preaching. As he approaches, John turns around and says, Behold the Lamb of God. And then it says, And that next day, Jesus again walking by there. John the Baptist looks up again and says, Behold the Lamb of God. Old Andrew, who had disciple of John the Baptist, now turns to Jesus, went and found his brother Peter. I love Andrew. And he brought him to Jesus. Didn't have the Jimmy Young soul winning course. He just went out and brought his brother to Jesus. They go from there up to Cana of Galilee. Jesus and his disciples, this is John chapter 2, now the first part of it. Jesus and his disciples go into the marriage ceremony, or the marriage feast. The ceremony had been taking place when his mother was there in a private gathering, John chapter 2, just outside of Nazareth where Cana is. 
Jesus comes on the scene when they're having the marriage supper. The father of the bride runs out of wine. Mary says, Jesus, son, would you make some more wine? Jesus hesitated a moment, then he takes the water and he says, you see those water pots over there for the purification? Fill them up to the brim. And he turns water into wine. Now let me tell you something. Jesus Christ never performed a miracle for convenience. He wasn't trying to supply the wine for this party that was going on of this Jewish wedding. What he was doing here, he was taking back authority. You see, he said, see those water pots for the purification? Those are the water pots of Numbers chapter 19, which was the red heifer. They filled the water pots up, they dropped the ashes of the red heifer with the hyssop and cedar and scarlet in it, and then they would take the water and put it on the priest or put it on the implements to purify them. It was a symbol, a typology of the purification aspect of the blood of Jesus Christ. And he took water and turned it to wine, which represented his blood, to take back that authority. He wasn't making them so they could get drunk on wine. And he takes back that authority. And then look at what happens. Chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 13. And the Jews' Passover was at hand. And Jesus goes up to Jerusalem because every Passover, every male Jew, Deuteronomy 16, 16, has to go to Jerusalem. So he goes up to Jerusalem. And when he comes in, you know the story found in the temple? Men selling the animals and exchanging money, and he throws them out of there. That happens twice. This is the first time at the beginning of his ministry. Happens again at the end of his ministry. And then look what it says. Verse 17. And that his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Then the Jews answered and said unto him, Hey, show us a sign unto us, seeing that thou doest these things. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And they thought he was talking about the temple that Herod had been 46 years in building, the one that was destroyed. He said, No. He didn't even answer him, in fact. But he's, verse 21, but he spake of the temple of his body. Jesus, when he participates in these Passover, is, these Passovers is going to set the table for the Passover meal, which is the Seder. And here in the first Passover, he puts the lamb, his body, on the table. The sacrificial, just before Behold the Lamb of God. That's still ringing in their ears. My body, which is going to be given for you. You know what? Isn't it interesting how God set it up? Remember where he was born? Bethlehem. Micah 5, 2, he had to be born in Bethlehem. And it was on, I believe, a December evening. In the winter. Oh, those shepherds wouldn't be out there in the winter with the rains. Those are the bad rains. They wouldn't be out there watching the sheep. Wrong you are. Because those shepherds were special shepherds. See, they were priestly shepherds who had the responsibility of taking care of the lambs that were going to be offered at the temple in sacrifice, which was only three and a half to four miles away. 
They were in those shepherds' fields watching the lambs that would be... You see, Bethlehem was a holding pen for the sacrificial lambs. Hear what I said? Bethlehem was the holding pen for the sacrificial lamb. And he sets the table. Here's the lamb. John chapter 6. You know what it is. Look at verse 4. Let me show you what time it was. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. And John chapter 6 records one of the incidents in the life of Christ that was recorded in all four Gospels. Only the crucifixion story was recorded in all four Gospels. Everything else was only recorded in one or two or three of the Gospels. The feeding of the 5,000 recorded in all four Gospels. John chapter 6 lays it out. You know the story. They get there. The people come out to hear him. Nobody, they say, he turns around and he says, go over here, Philip. Go over here and see if you can get, because uh, Philip was from Bethsaida. He says, go over here and see if you can get enough bread and fish to feed these people. And he said, look, it would take 200 pennyworth. You know what that is? 200 days of wages to buy enough fish and bread to feed the people out there. And then the little boy comes up. You know, he has a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. I was in a high school one day, and a kid said, I know how that miracle happened. I said, how that miracle happened? He said, those weren't little fish, and those weren't little loaves of bread. They were big fish and big loaves of bread. I said, come on, man. I did some calculating. Chapter 6 says, you know, there were 5,000 men plus the women and children. So if you have 5,000 men, you got 5,000 ladies. That's 10,000 men and women. If you have 5,000 men, 5,000 ladies, you probably got 10,000 kids. There's 20,000 people out there on the mountainside. Everybody wants two fish sandwiches. You need four slices of bread, four ounces of fish in each of those slices, pieces of bread. I took my calculator out, and I figured it out. If you're indeed going to feed 20,000 people, two fish sandwiches apiece, you need two fish weighing 675 pounds apiece and five loaves of bread 187 feet long. Can you see that little dude getting up here? I got the bread. Thanks, Mom. Let me tell you. He had a couple little fish and five little loaves of bread. And he feeds the 5,000, 10,000, or 20,000, whatever it was. Then he goes with his men, or he goes up to pray, and he sends them across the, to the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. Then he comes walking on the water. By the way, if you come to Israel with us, I take you right to the spot where he walked across the water. I'd love to take you. Anyway, uh, and then the next day, they heard about it over in Tiberias. Now, Jesus had never been to Tiberias, but they heard about it in Tiberias. Hey, we got to go see Jesus, man. He's feeding those people. He's giving them bread. So they get in the boat, go over to Bethsaida, where the feeding of the 5,000 took place. He wasn't there. They're gone. They saw a bunch of fish bones laying on the side of the mountain. That's all I could see. Let's go over to the other side. They went to Capernaum. Get into Capernaum, and Jesus is preaching. Let me show you what he says. Verse 35. John 6, verse 35. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Now, if you study this whole discourse, they're talking about, hey, Moses gave us manna from heaven. What about you, Jesus? What are you going to give us? And he said, Moses didn't give you manna from heaven. God gave you that. But now God's giving you the bread. I'm the bread of life. I'm the one that's come to get bread. By the way, do you remember, do you remember uh, what they were always complaining out there in the wilderness about? Hey, Moses, give us this bread. We've got this bread, man. Manna burgers. That's all we're having is manna burgers or manna cotty or whatever. That's all we're getting out here. How about some flesh? And then, he, you know, they eat that bread and that flesh and they Man, I'm thirsty. 
Can't we have some water? What did Jesus say? Chapter 1, 6, verse 35. He said, I'm the bread of life. You eat of me, you'll never be hungry again. You eat of me, you'll never thirst again. And then he says, you've got to eat of my flesh. Now, I'm not going to take the time to develop it, but he wasn't talking about literally eating the flesh. It's taking him. And so as he sets his Passover Seder table, in the first Passover he observed, he put the lamb on there. In the second Passover, he puts the bread on there. Thank you so very much for spending a few moments studying the Feast of God. Jesus Christ will fulfill all of the feasts. He did fulfill the four spring feasts when he was here 2,000 years ago in the proper day sequences. And he will fulfill those last three feasts, the fall feast, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, of Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, and Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles. If you need more information and a study on Feast of God, you can go to our website and find out how you can make your own order of this five-hour CD series and audio series available for you. The website address, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to a shopping mall. They will tell you how to make your order. Or you can call our toll-free number. We have friends standing by that would take your order. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. 877-674-3298. Call today or go to the website and order The Feast of God. Thank you so very much for joining us. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to remind you that everything we talk about in our Bible studies gives evidence of the soon return of Jesus Christ when he comes back to the earth and establishes his kingdom in the city of Jerusalem from the temple on the Temple Mount. Let me say, though, before that, seven years earlier will be the rapture of the church when he will shout, and the archangel will shout, the trouble of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him in the air. That's the rapture, and the rapture could happen at any moment. Having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...